Well, it affects us on all the levels, the mental, emotional, and spiritual levels, that self-deprecating, self-loathing. And really, it's hard to move forward in your life in a positive way if you are constantly sending your body negative messaging. It just doesn't really feel good to constantly be berating yourself. Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about loving yourself at every age. I'm delighted to welcome special guest, Corinne Kamara. Corinne is a skilled acupuncturist and the founder of Corinna, the lifestyle brand whose mission is to help women celebrate aging through beauty, style, and wellness. You can reach Corinne at her website, and I'll include a link in the show notes. Welcome, Corinne. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be talking about loving ourselves at every age, because I think as women, we have a tendency to, to be hard on ourselves at every age. I am not thin enough. I am not pretty enough. I am not this enough, that enough, the other enough. What does that do to us when, when we do this to ourselves? Well, It affects us on all the levels, the mental, emotional, and spiritual levels, that self-deprecating, self-loathing. And really, it's hard to move forward in your life in a positive way if you are constantly sending your body negative messaging. Even on a health, on a health tip, just having your body be well and being able to do the things that you want to do in your life. If you're telling yourself, Oh my God, if I'm eating this, I'm going to be fat. Then you feel like every time you wear something, I look so fat. No one's going to love me. I look so fat. You know, all those things are just dimming your light and your spirit. It's kind of chipping away at your psyche. And those negative attitudes don't get you to where you want to go in life. You know, it just, and it doesn't ultimately, even if you're not an ambitious person, it just doesn't feel good. It just doesn't really feel good to constantly be berating yourself. If you had a friend or a family member that always told you something negative every time you saw them, most of us would avoid them. Right. Right. Or we would just be like, oh, you know, especially if it's your parent, right? You can't, some of us can't avoid our parents. But if our parents are always saying something negative, you probably don't have a great relationship with that parent because it's just impossible to be around someone that just tells you you're crap all the time. Isn't that And we're doing it to ourselves. Right, 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 right. That we, if, if it was a friend or if it was a family member or a coworker or a neighbor, my natural response would be to stay away from them. I wouldn't go to them and ask for more verbal abuse. Right. And yet, for some reason, we don't think there's any harm in doing it to ourselves. And that is when you say it out loud, it sounds stupid. But when we're doing it, it feels absolutely normal and natural. And then the other thing that happens when you tell yourself negative things is that you accept when people speak to you poorly, right? Because if you don't love yourself and put, keep yourself at a high esteem, somebody can tell you something or judge you and then you take it way more personal because that's what you say to yourself. Like if you're telling yourself that you're always, oh, you're fat, you're so fat, you're so fat. And then somebody says, oh my God, you look so big in that. You blow up. You are really, really hurt because that is something that you think about yourself. Not only that, you're judging other people. 
Like if you're constantly saying something to yourself, you're always judging other people in that same vein. Like if you think you're fat, you're always thinking about other people's weight. You're like, oh my gosh, she looks so fat and that. Oh my gosh, she looks so thin. Like you're, it's always going to be on top of your mind and that's the energy that you're projecting. So if you hate yourself and you're saying negative things, it not only affects you, but it affects your relationships and how you view the world because you're always looking through those lenses of judgment, hate, loathing, and that's the energy you're putting out to others. Wow. That is something that I hadn't really considered is that when we speak and think negatively about ourselves, that creates the template that we then turn around and judge everybody else. So you really can't hate yourself and then be kind to everybody else because even if my words are kind, my thoughts probably aren't. No, and we all feel energy. You know, it's wild. Like we think that you're being kind to somebody, but that energy is still going to be reflected and felt. And people don't necessarily know, but how they can, they can't necessarily put it in words, but they're always like, "Mm, that didn't really feel, something didn't feel right with that interaction. And the more you do that with people, the more people are like, "Mm, I don't know about this person. You know, it's hard to trust people when you feel certain type of negativity emanating from them, even though their words are supposedly nice. And I'm sure every, most people have a family member or a friend. That's exactly that. They're like, oh, how you look so good. Mm. And, and behind <laughs> it, it's like, oh, or you look crappy, you know? Right. Um, so we've all experienced that where somebody says something nice, but it didn't feel good. And we're kind of like, hmm. So I think that's kind of how we operate in the world when we are thinking about ourselves so negatively. And as we age, it gets worse because for whatever reason, maybe that's just life pushing us to grow, right? And life is supporting us and to heal. I really believe that all of us are here to heal and become better people and we're on a path of growth. And if you decide not to do that, I feel like those negative voices just become louder and louder and louder. And it's easier to give up because you're kind of like, well, I'm closer to death, so whatever, I'm just going to let it go. And I think I'm a firm believer that your emotional health affects your physical health. And how you age, how the lines on your face, the arthritis and everything kind of coming in, the contraction, not being flexible and loose and open. So I think there's a really strong correlation of if you're not working on the things, those negative emotions that have affected your whole life, it just gets worse and worse as you get older. That is so interesting. And I believe as well that our emotional feelings, the the things that we're feeling, the things that we're thinking become manifest physically. And right. one of the ways that, that we have evidence of that is even the CDC says, you know, 90% of our physical ailments are actually related to our stress. They're related to right. what we're feeling and thinking. But I hadn't really thought of it about the lines on our face and the way that we, um, the way that we met look physically, but it makes sense. So let's say I am struggling with all of those things. I am, I'm struggling with self-loathing. I, I don't like myself, Corinne. How do I, how do I start? What, what action steps can I do to change from that place of self-loathing and, and being critical to a place of healing and peace and loving myself? Well, I think the first thing is to want to change. You know, you have to truly want to shift the way that you are in your life. Because once you start on a path of 
self-love, it changes your whole entire life and how you think and how you feel and how you operate in the world. So you have to have that willingness to go through, you have to go through some stuff. You have to kind of go unpack these things that are holding you back from truly loving yourself. So the willingness is, the, is I would think, I say is the most important. And once you say, okay, I'm committed to self-love, then it just becomes a process of every day working towards that. It's not something that stops. It's a journey. Like you'll never, you're, you can never not love yourself enough. It's always like it's an infinite thing of learning and learning how to love yourself and be compassionate to yourself, have empathy. And if it's hard for you to figure out, like if you're someone that doesn't like anything about yourself, focus on something that you love about you or somebody else. Like if there's some someone in your family or somebody in your life that's very, very kind or there's something about them that you really love, focus on that energy and how that makes you feel and how can you take that energy into your heart and into your body and how can you reflect it inside of yourself. So hopefully everyone has experienced a certain level of love in their life as an example of how you feel when you're around this person. Right. Most people feel relaxed. Most people feel accepted. There's a softness and there's a gentleness. And how can you reflect that for yourself? So taking that example and implementing it in your life. So when you start to say negative things about yourself, inject those positive affirmations. And for an action oriented exercise, you can also look in the mirror and say that you love yourself. Just be like, I love you. And just affirm your, your loving yourself all the time. You know, like take off all your clothes and go, into, and go in front of the mirror and just start saying, I love you. I love you to different parts of your body, especially the ones that you don't love. Like if you don't like your thighs, you don't like your breasts, you don't like your stomach, whatever it is, infuse love into all these spaces as much as you can. I mean, it's a process. So it's like the first time I did that, I ended up crying because I was like, oh my God. I didn't even realize how much I didn't love parts of my body because we wear clothes, you know, we hide, you know, we take a shower, but, you know, most of us are not inspecting our body in a loving way. Most of us are kind of like, ooh, ooh, I don't like this. I don't like that. Most of us are not taking the time to look at ourselves for real and saying, oh my God, I love you. I love you. Oh my God, I love you sagging boobs. I love you stretch marks. (laughs) You know, I love you cellulite. Thank you. (laughs) You know, like we're not doing that. Most of us are like, oh. No, you know, and to say that and mean it would be, be really something. Okay, so I'm going to right, go and back. You and may not mean it the first time, you know. You may sure. not mean it the first few times, but you keep doing it. Right, and I loved how as as you're explaining some action steps of how to implement this, they went back to what our conversation a little bit earlier, where what we say about ourselves reflects on what we say and think about others. So we can turn that around and use it as a tool and say, hey, I like, I sincerely, genuinely like the way that this person does something or the way that this feels or the way I feel when I'm around them. And then pull that back in and help create, make that be part of ourself. If we can't start with ourself, then to come outward and then bring it in. And then to stand in front of the mirror and say, I love you. I I love you. And that I think will make a lot of people cry. Yeah. Because we don't. <laughs> and I think standing in front of the mirror and trying to say it can help us open our eyes about how we really feel about ourselves. 
because um, mm-hmm. there's there's like you yeah. said, we're not covered. There's so much. There's so much. And sometimes I love you can be too triggering for people. Hmm. So you can say, I'm beautiful. I'm kind. I'm compassionate. You know, you can, I'm powerful. You can put in another word until you feel like you can say, I love you, you know, to yourself. And I like well. that the, the words that you're choosing are not just about our physical appearance. I am kind. I am compassionate. Uh, I am powerful. These kinds of words, maybe I don't have such a mental fight over. There's got to be at least one word that I feel comfortable with that I can start with and then expand from there. Correct. Yeah. So what uh, if I'm doing this, would you say do it every day for how long? Every day until you don't need to anymore. I mean, if you start crying or if it brings up a lot of emotion, then you, you need to keep, keep doing it until it becomes a joy to do. Wow. And it, I mean, I don't really think there's an end to it. Because I mean, at, at first you can be more systematic about it. But saying you love yourself is a, should be, you should say that every day. Look in the mirror and be like, I love you this morning. You know, constantly affirming the love for yourself will bring you inner radiance and joy. And also when you love yourself and you are filling yourself up with this energy, you don't need to go around the world needing it from others. Ooh, right? Because okay. you, feel, feel, you feel fulfilled. That's huge. Let's expand on that a little bit. Because for so many people, we are looking for that approval from outside sources. And mm-hmm. we can't guarantee that we're going to get it. Like, how many likes do I have on my latest selfie? How many people complimented me on my new haircut? And if we don't get those things from the outside, we feel like garbage. But the weird thing is, even when you do get them, you don't believe it. You don't believe it because inside, the voice is already saying, well, actually, I am garbage. Right. So it needs to come from the inside out. And that is so huge. Okay, so we're going to work on self-love. And as we love ourselves, then we feel more beautiful. Exactly. Yeah, you feel more beautiful. You feel more relaxed in your body. And I think the joy about getting older, I mean, besides, you know, the body stuff that happens that it's unfortunate. um, Internally, we feel more confident. In, in yourself. And I think the self-love journey grows as you get older because you become more and more comfortable with yourself if you're on a path of growth and personal development. Because me now, I was not like this in my 20s. My 20s was so filled with so much anxiety and my body, all these things where you get older, you start to appreciate your body for working. <laughs> like, mm. I got up today and my back doesn't hurt. What a wonderful day. <laughs> <laughs> When we're young, it's all about appearance. And when things right. stop working, you think, oh, there's more than appearance. My body's been doing stuff for me this whole time that I didn't even pay attention to or appreciate. I just expected it. So right. maybe that's part of the gift of the aging process is we realize yeah. there's something beyond just looks. Right. And yeah, the looks don't matter at a certain point. I mean, it matters, but it doesn't. Because it's like, if you don't work on your emotional wellness and your self-love and all these things, then what's the point? 
you're just going to get old anyway. So you might as well go, go, go out gracefully and enjoy and happiness. At least that's how I think about life. And if you think about life that way, then you enjoy joy and happiness at every age, which is really what we're about. So let's talk a little bit about your, um, your podcast and the things that you teach. Is it just the same message of love yourself, stand in front of the mirror? I mean, you have uh, nine tips for graceful aging that you share. So can you share some of those tips for us? Yeah. So a lot of my brand is all about celebrate aging, celebrating aging through style, beauty, and wellness. So I'm a firm believer when you love yourself, you start to radiate that through your being. And that could be expressed in your style. It could be expressed on how you take care of yourself because self love is also self care. Like how you take care of your body is also showing your body self love, meaning hydrating, eating really good food. Um, exercising, movement, breath work, meditation. These are all acts of self, self care, which is, which means self love. You're taking care of yourself. And then the style bit is really understanding your body and celebrating your body, meaning wearing colors that really, that really accentuate your eyes, your skin, your hair, that really exude your spirit, like wearing colors that make you feel good. So that not only that you are exuding this love, but you're also walking out in the world looking like that, like looking how you, looking how you express yourself. Like you're pretty much, you know, that saying wearing your heart on your sleeve. It's kind of like that, right? Being able to walk out in the world, having your energy and your love emanate through you because you look great, you feel great and you do great. Like when you feel good, and you look good, you're more likely to do good. You're more likely to spread that to others. And so it's really about helping people reach into themselves and radiate their authentic self and have that be expressed in their life. So it could be their style, it could be their home, it could be, it could be their relationship with their family, partners, work, all of these things. Because when you feel good inside yourself, you can, you're, un- you're unstoppable. Wow. And as you think about this, just imagine dropping a little pebble in a pond and seeing the, the ripples working yeah. their way out. How you're talking about, let's start. Everything is going to start back with that I love myself, that I genuinely love myself. Not, not who I could be or what I could be right. or what I wish I would be, but what I am. Right now. Then from here, then... That is going to affect the way that I take care of myself. That means I'm probably going to take a shower today and I'm going to do something. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to drink water. I'm going to eat some good food. And then that's going to reflect in the way that I feel. And then that's going to reflect in the way that I maybe dress myself. And that's going to reflect the way in my relationships, the way that I'm going to treat other people and the way that I am going to expect to be treated. And then you even mentioned our homes, our decorating. So we might, you know, hey, I love living in a clean, beautiful space. And I'm worthy and deserving of a clean, beautiful space. And so it just continues to build out and how everything starts from in here. And it is absolutely the reverse of what most of the advertisements are. You just think of if you use this product then you're going to feel good. If you buy Mm -hmm. this product, then you're going to, you know, love your home and you're going to love this and you're going to love that. 
the, the general message is it comes from the outside. I'm going to be happy and I'm going to like myself when all of my circumstances come together in this beautiful, perfect place. And then I will be happy. And then I might even like myself. And that's what most people think is the path. And you're saying, nope, turn everything up on its head. Start here, right here. Not even the outside of here, here in my heart, in my head. And then from there, everything is going to work its way out. And you will see beautiful effects that continue ripple after ripple after ripple. And that is a beautiful message I can 100% get behind. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, those messaging, it's, I feel like most of the media and most of our culture, for the most part, it's, yeah, everything's mostly the opposite of what they tell us to do. And it, it's an up, that's why it's so hard to love yourself because the messaging is negative from start, from birth. We're hearing all these negative messaging over and over from school, from media, social media, everything. And so that's why it takes so much internal strength and fortitude to say, hey, I'm going to love myself and move from that space. And when you start loving yourself, you start realizing the certain things that you don't really care about anymore, or you don't really need this. You don't need that. You know, you start to become more simplified in what you want to and how you want to live your life. And if you want to do something extravagant, it's coming from a place of abundance and not a place of deprivation. Because the media is saying you need this, you need this because you are empty. So get this, get this to fill you up. And then you keep buying and buying and buying. And it's like an endless journey because nothing is making you feel better. But when you do the opposite, it doesn't really work for the economy because you usually buy less. You're usually like, oh, I don't really need, you know, or you buy a lot. You know, you, you, it's like you're free. You don't have to do whatever people tell you to do. You do it because you want to. I right? like you, that. You know what I mean? So that's like a totally different energy of like shopping because you want to, not shopping because you need to or doing anything because anyone is, you know, you're in control of who you are and what you want to put out in the world. I like putting it under the label of freedom. That it means, it doesn't mean I can't go buy a new wardrobe or do a whatever. Yeah. It just means I don't need it. Yeah. I don't need it. So. And, you know, I, or I want to. I want to have five closets full of clothes. Okay, great. But it's coming from a place of, oh, yeah, wonderful. Not like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm not X, Y, and Z until I have all these clothes. That's not That's not it. Because you, I mean, I meet so many women that are have that energy of like, I need right. to have these to this so I, so I can feel this. But they still don't feel this. They don't feel whatever they want to feel. They keep buying and buying and buying. And... And that's important to recognize that when we try to feel that emptiness from the outside in, it doesn't make it inside. No, it's a black hole. It's a black hole that never, ever gets, um, there's nothing you can even do about it. You might, it's like you, it's like if you're in a black hole, and I've experienced this so many times when you're in this black hole of pain and deprivation and you're trying to like, you, you just have to move to a different, lane or frequency because it's not going to work. You might as well just start to love yourself and go on another, pretty much go on another lane, go on another energy because that deprivation pain cycle is just a rabbit hole that's inf infinite and you can stay there for the rest of your life. But no matter what you do, the drugs, the alcohol, the food, the sex, it, whatever, nothing is going to heal 
that, the only thing that heals it is just moving to a whole other plane of existence where you're in love with yourself. You're moving in that place of kindness and positivity and joy. That's the only thing I found that's been helpful. That's beautiful. And do you have a a personal story of going from a black hole to feeling like, oh, I like myself. I love myself. Or has it always been easy for you? No, no, I wish. Um, no, I had, I was, um, clinically, not, I wasn't clinically depressed because I didn't never went to psychologists really. I should have, but I didn't. My parents were immigrants. So the idea of taking me to psychologist wasn't really part of the thing, part of the way they thought about the world. But I was depressed up until I was 29. I was like suicidally depressed. I tried to take my life when I was a kid. Um, and then I had a really bad accident when I was 29. I, cause when I literally, I was always, I was the kind of person that just thought about hot ways in which I can die without actually killing myself. So I would drive my car and be like, maybe something, maybe today, this is the day somebody's going to hit me and I'm going to die. Like that was my thought. That's how, that's what I was thinking every single day, all day. And then my car went down this cliff and I almost did die. And even while I was going down this hill, I was kind of like, oh, this is, like, I was relieved that I was going to be able to die today. And then my car stopped. And literally I heard a voice say, stop, you need to stop with this killing yourself business. You're not going to die. And I was like, and that was the beginning of me getting out of my depression in terms of suicidal ideation. And since I was 29, I stopped thinking about dying every day. And then it was a journey, like from 29 to, I would say, 35, I really was working on loving myself and getting rid of, not getting rid of it, but really working on my self-loathing and talking to myself differently, meditating, exercising, taking care of myself differently. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, I'm still on a journey of self-love. It's never ending. However, now I'm way more comfortable and way more happy and joyful than I was in my, up until like, I would say I started really, truly being happy probably in my 40th, I'm 42. So I would say 38, 39, I was really like, okay, I'm a, I'm going to move into a place of joy. <laughs> but, um, and so 30 from 29 to 35, I was really working on it. And then by 35, I, I, I feel like my head was above water and I was definitely um, way more positive and upbeat. And then, yeah. So it took about, you know, it took a few, took a few years. <laughs> so, as you share your story, just so you know, it mirrors mine in many oh, really? ways. And so the idea of wishing, and I, I've, I've been in a car and thought, man, mm-hmm. if somebody could just hit me hard, please, hard. I yes. don't want to. I don't yeah. want to just be maimed. I want to be dead. I want to die. Yeah, that's what I we want to exactly. be dead mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I want the misery to stop. Mm-hmm. And so I understand those feelings. And I think this conversation just entered a whole new depth because we are not just talking about feeling beautiful. We are talking about feeling worthy, alive, worthy to be alive and loving ourselves to a whole point where we have joy and meaning and purpose and fulfillment. And as you describe your story, I hope that this adds emphasis to people who are listening that no matter what stage you're in, it's not too late. Even if you're going down that cliff, it is not too late, as you mentioned, to pick another lane. Let's try something different. 
and the things that we need to do are actually simple, small and simple. Standing in front of the mirror and saying, I love you is a simple thing, but it's hard. It's very hard. But to Mm -hmm. do it, small, simple things consistently over a period of time creates miraculous changes. And you are a witness of that. And so am I. That we can be happy. Yeah. You know, it's a choice. And, you know, and my, I have a a mentor um, and she was like, you know, it's a choice to be happy. You've been choosing to be depressed. And I'm an empath, highly sensitive type of person. And I feel like a lot of people that are sensitive healers tend to have very difficult upbringings and childhoods. And so I was in that category of just being like, why am I on this planet? Like, it does not, I I still, I'm like, this is like, (laughs) and it wasn't until, um, I really decided to, to take all this pain and transform it into being a healer and helping others. And I think once I started focusing on others and being of service, then I took myself out of the equation and it was less about me and more about how can I serve and how can I be, um, how can I be helpful and uplift others? And so my depression and all that pain totally made sense once I was like, Oh, this makes sense because I really had to choose to be alive, to be happy, to love, to live from a place of joy and. I don't want to live my life in a in a de- state of depression because not only does it not feel good, uh-uh. it's not great for your health. You're always tired. You have aches and pains that come out of nowhere. Um, it's hard to sleep. You don't really have meaningful relationships. You're lonely. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. It's a painful way to live in the world. And I've lived that way for almost 30 years. And so for me... And I'm counting my childhood. I was depressed. I was a five-year-old that was depressed. So oh, when I say 30 wow. years, I mean my whole entire childhood, I was mostly depressed. And so I hit 40 and I was like, oh God, no, I'm not living the next 50 or however long I'm on this planet in a depressed way. I think COVID for me slapped me into consciousness because I was like, okay, we're, I'm, I could go outside breathe some little microscopic virus and then die. And am I going to be on my deathbed being like, oh my God, I lived most of my life in this depressed, being depressed. And that's why I was like, you know what? I want to celebrate aging. I want to celebrate life. I want to like live my life and be happy because we have such a small amount of time on this planet that is it really worth being depressed because my butt's too big? Who cares? <laughs> I mean, when it comes down to it, like, it's not like, I mean, I believe in, I believe in God. And so for me, I'm like, I can't imagine going to heaven being like, God being like, oh God, your butt was so big. Ugh, poor you. Like, really? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't really, it doesn't seem to matter really, ultimately. Expanding you know? the perspective a little bit makes those right. problems that might seem so significant a lot smaller. Right. It's it's like, I want to I wanna leave the, the planet feeling like, oh my God, I feel so fulfilled. I have so much love in my heart. I feel like I helped so many people. I'm happy. I'm peaceful. I can go in a way that feels like I contributed something positive to this planet Earth. As opposed to, you know, beating up myself until the day I die. And then what? 
I just, so for me, that's kind of what all changed for me. COVID really was like, okay, I don't want to live my life this way anymore. Well done. For many people, unfortunately, it flipped a switch the other way. But I also love that the meaning and the purpose and the fulfillment is coming from helping others. And it it doesn't have to be because aging is a thing. We are going to get older. We cannot stay 18 years old forever. We actually only get to do that once. And so if we find that meaning and purpose in something that we have control over, then that gives the power within. I I can choose to love myself. I can choose to help others. I can choose to be kind, but maybe I can't choose the size of my butt. You know what I mean? So it gives more power when you find, um, find meaning and purpose in things beyond just our physical appearance. Right. And, you know, and I, I feel like it's hard for people that are considered not classically beautiful, that are overweight, that have deformities. It's very, very painful for lots of people when you don't look a certain way because people truly feel like they're not going to be loved. And for so many years, I felt like I wasn't going to be loved because I'm dark and I have this and I have that. I'm not worthy of love. And it's all a lie. It's a lie, 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 lie. Everyone's worthy of love. If you love yourself, there are people out there that will love you, no matter what you look like, how big you are, how skinny you are, how short you are, how tall you are, how many pimples you have, whatever, whatever. You can add the whatever to that list. People will love you. You love yourself. You, you put out love. You're a good person. You're kind. You're funny. You're friendly. People are so desperate for love and they're so desperate for good people to have around them. Who's going to like everyone wants it. So I feel like it's one of these things where it's like you forget that people want love because you're so desperate for love yourself. This is when you don't love yourself. You think you're not worthy. Thus, you think people are not going to want to be around you. you. You're like thinking so negatively about the world because that's how you feel about yourself. So it's a self-fulfilling Yes, it's a self-fulfilling because it actually does happen. And then you think, and then you think, see, I was right. Right. Instead of, and we can create the opposite as well. You can absolutely create the opposite. You create the opposite by focusing on you, loving yourself, taking care of yourself. If there's things that you want to change about your physical body, go ahead. I mean, hey, it's a free will. Do what you want. But come, come from a place of... I love myself. I'm caring about this body. I'm eating while I'm exercising. I'm taking care of my body. I'm doing things because I love myself, no matter how big, skinny, whatever, whatever I am. It's like accepting who you are at the time right now. This is all we have this very moment. And that's so important to just accept yourself and be like, okay, this is where, this is where, this is my shortcomings. You know, we all have deficiencies. I mean, that's just human. And you just got to love it for what it is, you know, and move on. And if I'm waiting to love myself until I'm perfect, I'm never going to love myself. No. And, I and what's love... perfect? And what's perfection? Oh, good point. Because <laughs> there's, I mean, there's so many different ideas. Right. And it's, and it's and it varies from culture to culture, right? It's per- sure. something perfect in America is not going to be perfect in Asia, not going to be perfect in Latin America. So it's so subjective. So it's like if you're going to live by these standards, you're going to be disappointed all the time because it always changes. And it changes decade to decade. The 90s had having narrow eyebrows was a thing. Now it's the bushy eyebrows. I mean, so, you know, are you always going to follow these trends? I mean, it's so, it's too hard. It's just too hard. And it doesn't work. 
It doesn't. I mean, and ultimately at the bottom, at the end of it all, does that really truly matter to you? I think most of us, when when we're hitting a wall, when something's, when, like, you know, when your life flashes before your eyes, you're thinking about your family, you're thinking about your who you love, your partner, your kids, your grandparents, your friends, your life. You're not thinking about, oh, my hair and my butt. Like, you know, these are not the things, the thoughts that you have. Like, we've all had these moments. Like, I, a few weeks ago, I was driving and, and these cars were swerving and I literally saw my life flash before my eyes because I'm like, okay, now I'm really, and I wasn't suicide I was like really scared for my life and I remember all these all my friends I was like oh my god all my like how am I gonna say bye what if no one how how are people gonna know if I died on the road today like I wasn't thinking about all the things I hate about myself I don't really hate much about myself but you know what I mean like I wasn't thinking about those things and I think most people can relate they're not thinking about that they're thinking about they're thinking about love they're thinking about their family they're thinking about relationships this is what we all here to do is build relationships with others we're a big tribe called the human humans. <laughs> we wow. all just want to be around each other, figure out how to be with each other. You know, it's just, this is a big, big, big old tribe. And then we have more depth of character. You know, there's that saying that beauty is more than skin deep. And when we have that depth of character, there's more to us. There's more to love, really. So thank you, Kryn, for visiting with me today. This has been delightful. Is there anything else you want to make sure we cover before we close? No, that's about it. I think for me, um, in terms of my work, I'm an acupuncturist. So I do a lot of facial acupuncture and overall women's health, hormonal balancing. So people live in the Bay Area. My practice is in the Bay Area in the, in the East Bay. And then I also work as a stylist. So I help women with their style, their colors, pretty much helping them self have the self love and have that expressed through their clothing. And I offer that in person or online. And I also do coaching. So helping women overall feel good about themselves and how to implement holistic lifestyle practices, including food, spirituality, and anything that has to, anything that they can use in their life to uplift themselves. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Thanks. In closing, I'd like to share a quote by Coco Chanel. She said, beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself. Today, I invite you to be yourself and to love yourself at any age. See you next time on Linda's Corner. Thanks for listening. Please share and subscribe to help us reach new listeners. And if you'd like to heal your life from the inside out, there is a free video series at hopeforhealingfoundation.org. Just click on the free stuff tab. I also invite you to grab a copy of one of my books, like Crushed, A Journey Through Depression, and You Got This, an action plan to calm fear, anxiety, worry, and stress. See you next time on Linda's Corner.